Lynch. Hello and welcome to the Finding Proof podcast. I've got the lovely Jim Shields with me today, who is a speaker in the United States, has a lot to say about busy entrepreneurs, getting it right at home, being happy in the balance between parenting and entrepreneurship. I've spoken about this a few times myself, so I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Jim, welcome. Glad to have you. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, all the way from Florida. Lovely to have you. Tell me, I know that your program, the banner of your program is 18 Summers. And just that in itself to me is just a beautiful image, 18 Summers. Can you tell me a little bit about the story? What led you to creating this journey for yourself? How did this come about? Well, many years ago when I was starting to do talks around family life, I had a speaking coach and we started to uh, go through a talk and he stopped He said, wow, this is really important what you're talking about. And I just want to say something to you. I hope you don't forget it. Just remember, you only have 18 summers with your kids. And I thought, wow. He's like, no, no, no. Because he was about 70 years old, really good shape, had three grown daughters. He said, my daughters are still my daughters. And I love them. They love me. I'm just letting you know it's different. It's different. I really took hold of those first 18 summers. I didn't even realize it. But then I realized, wow, that was it. And then I saw later on from this story, a statistic came out, I can't remember the book, that it was saying 80, the average person will spend 85% of all quality time they ever get with their children by the end of their 18th year, mm. meaning that they've left the house. So you just have so much more available quality time capability in those first 18 years, those mm. first 18 summers. And it just really hit me. And I have both adopted and biological children. And I got my two oldest sons, my two adopted sons at seven and five. So when you start to do this 18 summers math, I just really had a serious commitment towards saying, how do I make the most of this? How do I continue? Because I'm very ambitious, but how do I grow my businesses and make sure my family doesn't get left behind? How do I keep growing both personally and professionally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is such an important topic. And in fact, there's a few people speaking about this idea at the moment too. I know that um, Gary Vaynerchuk recently has said that his best definition of a badass is parents who choose to, (laughs) I can see your wife curling in the corner. (laughs) We're on Facebook Live now too. Go ahead. So at least this is everyday life. Sorry. This is live. This is what I love about podcast live. You never know what's going to happen. We're caught. We love you. Bye. That's funny. Getting families right. I think yeah. uh, so. Gary Vaynerchuk was saying that uh, you know his definition of a badass is parents who choose to homeschool. Thinking specifically again about entrepreneurs, I've I've said recently entrepreneurs we don't live inside the lines you know we live outside of the lines we don't live the stereotypical life of going to job nine to five and uh waiting for the retirement pension at the end of the day you know we're living outside the lines and yet we somehow expect ourselves to parent within the lines and i think this is something that possibly you're touching on as well is that as entrepreneurs we have to create the rules for ourselves around parenting because we've created that, the rules for ourselves around working. Yeah. And we, we have to make sure that we're getting that right with the balance yeah. of parenting, yeah. How well, it's funny. I didn't expect to start on that, but one of the things, especially for entrepreneurs, which I know a lot of your audience is, yeah. you, one of the best things you can do 
for that concern you have for your child's future or wanting to be closer to them is to get involved in their education. And I'm not saying, we, we do a mixture of my wife, we just saw crawling on the floor. <laughs> for years, she ran Waldorf and Montessori schools, um, which are very alternative, very entrepreneurial. But we also use homeschool as well. We use a blend of different options. And just getting involved in my kids' education on lessons that I really want to teach them, entrepreneurship, financial intelligence, personal development, relationship skills. We have a whole system with, with our family where I'm teaching that. And by getting involved with that, a lot of that worry is, are they going to be ready for the future is going away and we're getting closer. Yeah. So it's one of the best gifts you can give yourself and your children is to get involved in some capacity in their education. You're not supposed to subcontract everything out to the government or to a fancy institution. That's, I don't know where that was ever written, but we've all bought into it. And I encourage you to challenge that. Yeah. We, I was reading something recently that was talking about the advent of schools and it was talking about how, you know, schools basically the idea behind formal education initially was around the idea that everybody deserved an education and was to ensure that everybody got an education. And we've somehow flipped that on its head. So instead of it being something that everybody is entitled to receive, it's now become something that everybody is required to enforce. Um, We've actually, just as a coincidence, we've actually just started um, homeschooling our children as well. Um, My older son has some specific learning requirements. I've got two very bright kids. And for him in particular, the traditional learning environment wasn't working. Um, Mm -hmm. And my younger one said, in for a penny and for a pound, I'm coming too. So, uh, you know, I think that um, it's a- How how old are are they? Yeah, so they're 10 and eight. Great ages. Yeah. such inquiring minds and as a parent as you say the first thing that we've started really honing in on is financial intelligence real world real world living um the math the reading the science all of those things also very very important but i think that at the end of the day when you're involved and you're engaged it's um it's a gift i can't i can't use another word i'm finding it so joyful so I think that idea of it being something we're required to enforce ha- has in its own already we're squashing down, aren't we? You know, and that's what Gary Vaynerchuk's talking about. We're squashing down individuality. We're squashing down parents' instincts in some respects as to what's right for their child. Yeah. So as, as an you entrepreneur... Feeling, you get this feeling of guilt or inadequacy. Yeah. I don't have a certificate. I don't, and I don't buy into that anymore. We, we, yeah. I put out a post years ago saying my 11-year-old is leaving school. And man, you would have thought I was a terrorist for some yeah. people that I was doing that, the irresponsibility, this and that. And the further I move from that, the less it affects me. Yeah. Um, because I realize everything, like you said, it's now required. Mm. It, it's not, and it's very template. Mm. You know, the, the, the thing of school is Seth Godin asked that question, what is school for? You know, I took that really seriously. My wife and I decided School for us is to help our kids uncover their gifts and talents and to prepare them for the practical affairs of life. Well, as you just mentioned, good for you. You're not taking them out of school to do it the same way they were doing at school at home. You're saying, I'm going to use my own judgment to think what's important. Well, financial intelligence is pretty important. It's been proven. If you're going to live in a first world area, money's not the most important thing, but it's an important tool. And now you're saying, now that I'm taking them home, I'm going to make the conscious decision to put financial intelligence in the forefront because whether they're going to be the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, they'll probably have to know that intelligence. So good on you because a lot of people, when they pull their kids out of school, 
it's almost like they cheat themselves. They say, I'm going to pull them out and I'm going to do it the same way that they do it at school, but at home. Well, why would you do that? Have some fun with it. Really think about the things that have helped you through the toughest times in your life or accelerated the best times and teach those lessons. That's why I go into personal development, financial intelligence, and relationship skills. That's my matrix of education. Those are the core curriculum for my kids once they reach seventh grade. The other things are important, but I know no matter what they become, they'll need those three things. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So how does 18 Summers work for your audience? How, what, is it that, what is the gift that you give to your entrepreneurial audience through the 18 Summers program? Yeah, I think the, the simple rhythms and strategies that we provide with them are tested first on us with lots of, lots of redoing and, and fixing and figuring out what works and what doesn't. But we have a simple mission. We want to bring family back into a priority position. And we're the last people to take away ambition but we want to see you be successful in business and at home. It shouldn't be like this. So we offer very simple, easy to buy into, easy to see results solutions that are consistent, that help you be more patient and present when you're with your family. And that's what 18 Summers is all about. We want to see the family grow collectively as long as the business grows as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's I've talked a bit about growth. I've talked, um, you know, with my audience, I talk about growth as not necessarily being what people assume about making your business bigger, making your bank balance bigger, but that inner growth that we, you know, personal development that we talk about. And I talk with entrepreneurs about when you are growing, it's also about insight and it's about change. And I think that parents, entrepreneurial parents, have, um, they've got that double whammy of needing to grow as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, but also needing to grow as a parent, as we've talked about, you know, growing in terms of how you define what it is that you do both at home and for your working life. And it is, it is a juggle. It's a big juggle. I know a lot of female entrepreneurs in particular feel that, that added burden of that responsibility of putting everybody else first. And I don't know where we get that message from, but that's something I tackle every day with my clientele is this idea of putting everybody else first and not taking the time out to even just time out to reflect on how they're going. Yeah. So no, to, ref- to reflect on how your business journey is going and to reflect on how it's fitting with your big picture goals for your, yourself and for your family, of course. Um, so with, with your, your journey, I mean, you've got two adopted children and um, two biological children. How have you found that you know, as you've gotten bigger in the work that you're doing, and I'm guessing there's lots of travel as well because you are a speaker, how are you going with that? How are you personally finding that juggle? Yeah, it's, it's something you always, I will never say I have arrived because I don't think I have. Mm-hmm. And secondly, it's, it's right when you say, I know everything I need to know and I'm perfect in this subject or that subject. You've stopped growing and you probably have some really big spots. So I'm always questioning, am I being a good husband? Am I being a good father? And I think that keeps me on my toes, which I, which I really want. So a couple of things is I was taught by a mentor of mine, I make decisions based around values. So I, I have values that are ranked and there's certain ones that are lower and higher than others. And so for example, travel. I've now, even though I'm, I'm becoming pretty in demand to speak, which I'm super excited about, yeah. I really only try to do about two talks a month. So yeah. it's, so I, unless there's something, I'll make a, an exception. We live right near Disney World. So I'm, this month I'm actually doing three, but my family's coming with me for 
to meet up with family and friends in Disney World when I speak two weekends in a row, two hours down the road. So that's a little yeah. different. That is. But I've gotten, I, I kind of backed into this saying, as I want to help, you know, magnify family life for others, I'm not going to lose mine. So I can't be on the road all the time. It just would be, it'd be incongruent. So I made that line in the sand and said, how do I grow my business around this? I have a, uh, also a real estate investment company that I've had for 20 years and I have stepped out of that a lot, still involves some, but I continually try to say, how do I protect the things closest to my heart? Mm-hmm. My own time, surfing, meditating, time with my family and friends. And like you said, if you're not stopping to reflect and kind of look at, you're always on that course correction. Um, so yeah. I, one thing I just always say is, where do I need to course correct? What am I doing wrong? I'm always asking myself that. And people go, oh, that's lack of confidence. No, I think it's honesty that mm. you're not perfect. Yeah. You will make mistakes. And it's as soon as you say I have the perfect family or I got family life figured out, you don't. That's <laughs> the thing that I've seen. Because I've seen a couple of people like that. And then you get behind the scenes, you're going, oh, wow. Yeah. So that's a couple of that. And I'd say I've just set some really clear principles um, I could share them with you too. Three principles that have really changed my life. Uh, one of the principles is one-on-one time. One-on-one time is the most simple and most overlooked strategy to magnify and deepen relationships and it's just not done. So yeah. you got to separate the parts of strength in the whole. So I went out for a surf this morning by myself. It was beautiful out in the water. Caught a bunch of surf, came on the beach, stretched. That was my time, yeah. you know. Every Thursday night, between 5.30 and 8.30, that's date night with my wife. You cannot reach me. Don't book me for a talk or a podcast, whatever. I'm going on a date with my wife. And my sons and I, um, from the 18 summers, I spend a day, a quarter, with each one of my children one-on-one. Yeah. And it's these moments of one-on-one. You know, I love big family parties, but it's really one-on-one time that really fastens it together, that really strengthens. So I encourage everyone... Spend one-on-one time with the people you love the most consistently. Once a week, once a month, once a quarter, whatever it is, but set that up and follow it. The second thing with that is, if you have, and I'm going to have mine on me right now, my phone, if your phone is like this and you're one-on-one with someone, it doesn't count. So I do something, uh, I'm I'm sure you've heard of intermittent fasting. You know, everyone talks about it. You're not giving up eating. Um, You're eating deliberately between this hour and this hour because it's good for weight loss and weight maintenance and organ revitalization we've coined something in our house called intermittent tech fasting. Oh, so, right. yep. so what we do is we're not saying you got to give up technology and move to a deserted island, but there will be times where we are completely and totally unavailable for tech. So we've actually gotten it down now to six to eight o'clock at night, almost every day, sometimes five thirty to seven thirty, but normally six to eight. Mm-hmm. Our phones are off, not only my phones, but our teenage son's phones are off. And we're completely there. Because you know, if you get that one text, you get that one email, you go on that one thread that's not even that important, your mind has now left the building and the people right in front of you will be lost. So the more that I've seen people be willing to disconnect or reconnect, that simple principle has been huge. Uh, So those are probably two good ones to start with. Uh, I could go into more, but if you really want to give kind of a cheat sheet to your people, you start to do those two things, I think you're, you're going to start to see the wheels move in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. And they are simple. They're simple and achievable. And I think that we often overlook the simple and achievable strategies 
to reunite yeah. with our families. I think you're absolutely right. And I know, I know kids absolutely crave that one-on-one time. And I think that I, I read some time ago now a formula for a happy family was that everybody had one-on-one time. And when you, when you measure it out, you know, multiply it out, each parent having one-on-one time with each child and then time together as a family doing stuff together, it actually does mean that you need to be organised and you need to be thinking about it, you need to be planning it because that is actually, if, if we don't plan that time out, it, it, it escapes us. And like you say, we've only got oh. 18 summers. Yeah, that which we schedule gets done. That's one of the biggest lessons in our book that which we schedule gets done and people say that sounds so so impersonal or so unkind to have to schedule time with my wife or my my children it's not i always i take certain principles from business and i put them into to personal life so i view my my children and my wife as by far my most important clients and investors in my business by far and would I ever have someone that wrote a check for a million dollars for my business where I'm, well, I don't know when I'll follow up with them. Oh, I don't, you know, I'll get around to it. No, you're going to probably have a, a schedule and this and that. And just bring that over. The, your most important clients and investors are right there at home. Yeah. Um, and to schedule time with them is responsible. And it, it, things just go so much smoother, especially most entrepreneurs like myself are a little light on the details, a little ADD. This saves you from so much headache. If you schedule it, it gets done. There, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Alice, I think it's about preserving time, you know, quarantining time as well. Yeah. Um, recently, I was talking about this notion of, you know, I prefer to be spontaneous. I'm, I'm very much a shiny object kind of person. I'm always ooh, dazzled by the next exciting thing. But I do find, I have found, you know, over the last few years of becoming much more focused on the entrepreneurial side of what I do. I've been a business owner for, for quite some time, but really taking on the mantle now of growing a second business and, and all of this sort of stuff that the more structure I put, the more scaffolding I put around a structure for myself, the more flexibility I actually have. So it actually serves my nature, you know, my spontaneous nature to have at least a basic scaffold around my week, around my days, you know, knowing what, you know, certain things are on certain days and certain things are not on on certain days. And that gives me a lot more flexibility, both with, you know, my kids being being a home educating parent, but also around, you know, the business work that I am involved in and the clients that I've got and the growing number of clients that I've got. So people shy away from having structure, thinking, oh, it's not as, what's the word? It doesn't seem to flow as naturally. It seems seems boring, right? It's like your life will turn into a big bore. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. 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 I disagree. (laughs) I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah. The more more structure you've got, the more flexibility you can have. And it it sounds counterintuitive, I know, but I actually think that it works really well. Yeah, well, you look at, again, date night is every Thursday, 5.30 to 8.30. There's lots that can be done in that. But all we're saying is mentally, I know, I'm not going to schedule anything that night. That's our night. It, it, it becomes a grounding post. Mm. And we, we've never been happier, my wife and I. Mm. And she used to say, well, when you're trying to, like, fit it in, you know, oh, can we just, in, and things are juggling around, and, well, how about Monday this week? Well, how about Saturday? And it's so much harder to schedule. It's something you really want to do. But when it's just that carved in stone, things yeah. get done. Yeah. I love, again, you don't, my, my mentor, again, I have lots of mentors, said, 
it's rhythms. They're called rhythms. I love the word rhythms because habits sounds like kind of force. Like you can have a bad drinking habit, a bad smoking habit, a habit of yelling in public. But rhythms has that musical element, you know, keeping the beat, keeping the yeah. beat. You have a few solid rhythms at home. That's what 18 Summer is all about. How can we set some rhythms at home that really hold the space? And how do we make the most of that space that you hold? That's what it's all about. How about setting date night? How about setting a family meeting once a week? And here's what you say. But if people would just be willing to try, I think they would, in a month, come back to both of us and go, all right, you guys were right. Setting some of these things, you know, rhythmizing a few of these things, not being so spontaneous has been better, has been, you know, more enjoyable. You know, I'm not saying script your whole life, but a couple of them makes yeah. a big difference. I think, and giving kids some agency over that too, I think is a really a sound approach. My youngest son recently came up with the idea that he'd like us to have game night. Uh, we've been, we've just come out of school holidays and we've been giving Uno a really good run for its money. And he's decided we need to have a game night. He's quite competitive. He's got that entrepreneurial spirit, I think too. And, you know, and so letting him design that, say, okay, which night of the week shall we have game night on and how, how's it going to work and helping him to feel confident to design part of the family's routine. And then he owns it and he feels really proud Love of that, that achievement, you know. Yeah, and in game night, in game night, you can have different things. So, so we have game night. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we, we, it might be Uno. What we've tried to do is rotate in something of learning maybe every other week. Yeah. So one is Uno. The next one is Cash Flow for Kids by the Rich Dad series. That's yeah. a great financial intelligence game that my kids, they know more at, finan- you know, at 13 than I knew at 23 for sure. Yeah, right. um, just for playing this one game. But again, game night is held, but then you can sub in different games. And so yeah, it's it. anyway, just one yeah. example. That's it. That's right. I mean, I think there's there's a lot to be a lot to be gained from that. Uh, a family I know has a um, they have an international night, so the kids design um, international night each week. They choose a country, they choose the menu based on that country, they choose a game uh-huh. inspired by something from that country, and so on. So there's all sorts of things I think as families that you can do that are fun. That's part of that quarantine special preserved family time but it can also be a little bit educational without ramming it down their throats that it's educational too. Absolutely. All right. So what's coming up for you and for 18 summers? What's on the horizon for you? Something exciting? What's the next big speaking gig? Where can people find you? I will be speaking in Orlando in the next two weeks um, at a couple of big uh, business events. Um, You can look me up on 18summers.com or go to our our, um, 18 Summers family page. If you want to follow us a little more on our adventures and what we're doing. Uh, The big thing that we're doing at the end of this year is we're finally launching our family impact program where we want to help people get into just a simple rhythm, a simple groove with their family life. They're going crazy over here. Let us simplify this part. Let us strengthen this part. So it comes up with you as you grow your business. Uh, And we're going to be actually hitting on what you hit on because so many people have said, how do I make sure my kids are getting the lessons not taught in school? And whether they're going to homeschool, unschool, private school, public school, we've come up with some some ways to make sure that that can happen. Some drips that if you start now, a lot of that pressure is going to relieve. So we're releasing our our family impact program at the end of the month. So we're pretty excited about that. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Family impact program. I'm actually connected with a couple of um, Facebook groups for homeschooling parents. So I might just 
drop the word in there and let them know that that might be something that benefits them too. Is that it? so? It's an online program that people can can participate, or is it a face to face? online video course and webinars. Right. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. See, global. You've got a global brand. Yeah, it's easier <laughs> to get the odds from here with with that. That's for sure. Thank you, technology. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jim. I've really enjoyed the conversation. I think that um, the more I speak with other entrepreneurs around the world, especially those who are parents, the more convinced I am that, that it is an interesting parenting journey, being an entrepreneur and trying to balance that with your kids. And so I think it's you know, really great to connect with you today on that topic as well. Thanks so no, much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So such a pleasure.